Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is coming to you from Dallas, Texas, which is a very random place to be. (laughs) But I'm here at my mastermind retreat and I am sitting on a hotel bed with the one and only Lisa Carpenter. It always cracks me up when you introduce me like that. Why? Forces me into the, the discomfort of own your awesomeness. You are very famous and amazing and own it. I mean, you guys, we both are. We this is very, this is a very transformational trip for both of us. (laughs) There's a lot of discomfort here behind the scenes. You cannot be in a room with Lisa Carpenter. We're literally sharing a room and I'm moving through my stuff. You guys, she's an amazing coach. She's been a really huge part of my life for almost two years. Well, a year yeah, and a half, about yeah, eighteen months, yeah, and um, and I've watched her and witnessed her growth too, and so while she's here, I thought it would be a really cool experience to talk about how things. You've just had a really big breakthrough month in your business, but you have had to burn a lot of shit down, and and surrender to a a lot of stuff when it comes to your money story, how you work, what you felt you should be doing, uh, following the formulas of other people to come back to yourself, what works for you, and now suddenly everything's flowing. So I just thought it would be really cool for everyone to hear because we can see people online and they can be the most exceptional people. We can think they've got their total shit together around certain things. And yet we're all, we've all got stuff to work on in this business game. Like it's not, it doesn't come naturally. Certain aspects of it don't come naturally to people. And we have to be okay with ourselves (laughs) and uh, be graceful with ourselves so that we can work through the things that we need to work through to get to the other side. And I've seen you do the work. So can you just talk about, maybe we'll start with where your business was and where you were maybe even just 12 months ago. Wow. So much has changed Mm. in just 12 months. So much has changed in, in 18 months. I think that there was a lot of taking responsibility in my business for becoming a CEO. So not just being a great coach, right? We can get really good at what we do, Mm. but stepping into that next level of what it meant to be a great CEO, what it meant to be a good steward of my money, Mm. taking off or putting down the beliefs about what I thought successful businesses were supposed to be. Mm. Like, I think I thought all successful businesses had like piles of money in their banks. Mm. And when you learn that, you know, we're using credit and we're paying teams and there's ups and downs and sideways. It allowed me to give myself a lot more grace around growing kind of my money mindset. Mm. I hate calling it that, but really understanding the energy of money and the stories that I had about money and how they were impacting 
my business. And what stories about money did you have? Oh, so many stories. Um, One of the big ones was if my business wasn't making a lot of money, then I wasn't successful. (laughs) So I... (laughs) That one. Right, that one. Um, So feeling like a fraud. I'd written, you know, I'd had a book, I'd launched programs, but because I couldn't kind of get my money stuff together... I, I always felt like I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Mm. So I never allowed success in. So money was like this huge thing around success. So I, I disallowed myself to ever feel successful if the money wasn't in the bank. Mm. That is a big one. It's huge. And so, so tell me about what it has meant for you to, to change that story and own your expertise or success, like be the successful person so that then the money starts to, like you, you've had to really let go in a huge, huge way. And, and it, it was, you leaned into trust big time because I don't think it was comfortable. No, I was a hundred percent addicted to lack and scarcity And the first time I really realized that was when I paid down a huge debt, like it was a huge debt. And then I realized I didn't know what was getting me out of bed in the morning. So that debt was literally, it's kind of like with women losing weight, right? They use the weight that they hate to drive their addiction to dieting. The debt was like, well, I have to get up. I have to work. I have to make money because I have to pay down this debt. So I was constantly focused on the debt, which meant I was focused always on lack. So when the debt was gone, I almost felt depressed because my addiction to the feelings of lack, the emotional hit that I was getting off of that, right? So we don't like these things, but we get an emotional hit off of them. We get something out of it. That wasn't there anymore. So it was like an addict having their drug taken away. And I know that sounds so, so crazy, but it really forced me into a place of, well, what does it look like to grow your business from abundance Mm -hmm. and more than enough and, you know, not having to like, how am I going to pay all the bills and how am I going to pay this debt? And I have to do this and I have to do that, right? All of a sudden there was space for me to give myself grace within my business. And that was really uncomfortable. So funny. The things that we say we want make us really like they just bring a different level of discomfort. When I mean, it's just it's actually crazy. So tell me then, with that space, what ended up happening? What big realizations did you have about the way that you weren't you weren't working from a place of what works for Lisa? What like how this might feel really good for me for a really long time. And I've seen you step more into that path, but what's that been like? Because you were full in the online programs and all of that sort of space. Yeah, I was I was really in the space of trying so hard, trying so hard, right? Part of all the online programs, all the online coaches. Um, so I think one of the first things that I did is I got a new bookkeeper Mm-hmm. And I sat down with the bookkeeper and I said very clearly, I need your help learning how to understand my numbers and understand my books. I have a lot of shame around my money. So I'm trying to lean into this, be uncomfortable and learn instead of pretending like I had my stuff together. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part because now I had hired somebody who could help me 
be a good steward of my money and understand, right? I wanted clean books for a year. Then I went into so many of the online communities and I decided that I needed to let it go. Mm. I needed to stop trying. I needed to get quiet. I needed to stop listening to all the noise. I needed to stop drinking from the fire hose because there's, we come to a certain place, whether it's in personal development or business growth, where we have to stop learning and we have to start implementing. And what had happened in the trying so hard to get there is I'd completely turned off my ability to listen to my intuition because I didn't think that was good enough. Like so-and-so has a better way to go or so-and-so has a plan or they have the right thing or I should be doing this, right? Give me the steps. And the step that I needed to take was to literally let all that go. The other thing that I had to do was release the story that this one specific program was how I was going to create all the success for myself. I had to step into who I really wanted to work with, the things that I really wanted to talk about beyond food, because it's not about the food. Um, and just, so I had to burn all of that down. So I remember sending an email out to my list saying, this is who I'm working with now. These are the things I'm going to be talking about. You know, food is still a part of my wheelhouse, but I'm expanding. And I think I deleted, what, over 2,000 or 3,000 people off my list. It was a really like, yeah, I like threw a match on it with gasoline. And it wasn't even, um, the, the email literally said, I'm deleting you. They had to opt in to stay on my list or we were taking them off. It was very, very bold. And then I physically went through all my files and I got rid of all the paper. I I got rid of everything and said, I'm not swimming back to shore because that's what I kept doing. Mm. I would go back to what was safe and familiar, even though it wasn't lighting me up, Mm. even though it wasn't really generating the, the success and the happiness that I wanted in my business. So I let it all go and I stepped into the branding that I had created the year before that I immediately went into. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I was just, (laughs) I was terrified to show up in a bigger, bolder way. And then the last thing that I did that was really profound is I said no to some mentors. And when I was saying no, I was saying no to group coaching and that I was only going to be committed to doing one-to-one coaching because I only wanted to do what I loved. I wanted to build a really great uh, foundation, financial foundation underneath me. And that has then allowed me to, you know, grow my business, grow my reputation. And, you know, now I've been able to launch another group program that feels good and in alignment and at a price point that serves me, serves my clients. So I'm, I'm really feel like I'm now serving at the highest level and really bringing, bringing my best and doing what I love. Were you scared of burning it all down? Uh, yeah. Like we're talking two decades of work. I'd written a book and I was like, and I'm going to pivot. And I didn't understand how it was all going to fit together. Mm. But until I let go of it all, like when I let go of it all, I let go of attachment of how I thought it was supposed to be. Now it's all come together and it all makes sense. But when I was trying to think my way through it, it it wasn't happening. It was, it was terrifying because I literally didn't know, like, how am I going to do this? What is my system going to look like? I had to let go of all of it and literally just follow my intuition and let the universe take me. And as a recovering control freak, 
that that was so challenging and trust that the money would show up. Well, this is like there's been so many conversations of, Lisa, I don't know where the money is going to come from. Lisa, I have never been this, you know, underbooked or this person's like, uh, where are the people? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but my podcast is really fun. Uh, I know, and and it was it was watching you in such deep trust that this was all going to somehow make sense because it was the it just felt like the right thing for you to do. That like tell us what happened in this last month. So I started out the month literally going, "Wow, I don't know where all my clients went. How am I gonna you know what what is going on here?" And uh, I went on vacation and decided I was just not gonna. I was not going to worry about it. It was all going to work out and decided to launch a group program just to see. It was literally a hit of intuition. Threw it all together myself. Kept it super simple. That launch went amazing. Like I literally sat back and went, what is happening? Like what is happening? This feels way too easy because for so long it felt so hard. Mm-hmm. And then I signed new clients out of the blue. Um so yeah, I ended up having a really amazing month. Like I booked over $30,000 <laughs> worth of business by the end of the month. And I went into the month literally going, well, I guess it's all going to work out because every time in the past when I'd panic about money, it always showed up. And when I just really trusted that it will show up, which sounds so, you know, kind of woo-woo, and when I say it shows up, it doesn't mean I lay back and do nothing, nine, right? Nine. I still set an intention, mm-hmm. but it shows up. Uh, you know, the other thing that's been really powerful for me in my business that I don't know who else is doing this, but I stopped doing sales calls. If somebody wants on my calendar, they can book a coaching call. I'm going to show up. I'm going to coach them. I'm going to serve them. There's going to be an exchange of energy and value there. And then they can either move on or if they're a good fit, I'll invite them to work with me. But I stopped I stopped giving away my time for any reason. Mm. And that so that has been profound because that really allows people to get a bite, mm. right? They leave. Uh, you know, having transformation, whether they carry on or not, it's a great experience. Oh yeah, and it's a beautiful way for people to move into different levels within my business. Yeah, right. But that was that was that was a big deal for me to say. I'm just going to charge, and this is how much I'm going to charge for that hour, and then you know move forward from there. Yeah, and I, I've got to say. Getting into panic and worry about money is the biggest waste of my time that I can do in my business. And I get why people do it. I mean, uh, the, the, like, I don't have any other, uh, fallback position, right? With my life right now. And I still, the, the bank account, you know, when you're running a business and when we're sort of, you know, we're talking about this, particular time in business where you've got to invest a little bit more to grow a team so you can take it to the next level, but it feels really uncomfortable. You know, the solo-ness of, of a small business is probably your most profitable stage because you don't have to pay a lot of other people to do things. But if you want to grow, you, you just have to get help. And, um, and, and I have just, it just, 
time after time after time, everything is okay. To the point now where I'll just start to worry and think, why would I, why would I waste my time when it's always always working out? So holding on to that worry vibration, holding on to the, I don't know where it's going to come from. I'm like literally, you just you just get that shit back, and when you let go. It's act. It's, you're taught it's irresponsible if you're not worried about your money, but that puts us into this being addicted to lack and scarcity. And I had to make the conscious decision that I was only available to thrive, and that was a practice. So even when there was no money in my bank account, I'm here to thrive, mm. and I'm not going to allow where my financial status is or isn't to dictate how I feel. Mm. I'd given money so much power and so much meaning. And, you know, it's amazing that I had this amazing month and it's really not about the money now, right? Like that's the funny thing Mm. is like, it was so amazing, but it's not about the money. It's Mm. about the fact that my business is just flowing now and it feels good. And, you know, being in this place where I just, I trust that the money is always going to come in. That is so powerful for me. So do you worry, does, is it worry, is it a part of you that's like, oh gosh, like, well, now I've done that. Can I do it again? What is doing it again going to mean? Like, have you attached any meaning to the more money I make, the harder this has to be? Or, because uh, yeah, I think that that's the thing too. We can have these breakthrough-ish, they can feel like breakthrough moments and then a disbelief that that can be maintained. So it's it's really interesting because I think this is the first time where I've ever felt certain that my business will continue to make money consistently. Mm. I don't know what that looks like. Mm. I don't know whether, you know, what my next launch will look like or where my next client's coming from, but it's knowing now with certainty, my business will continue to make money. And I don't think I've ever really believed that. It was always kind of like feast or famine, not, you know, when people would say, well, I know I can make money on demand. I was like, what? That's, that's like a Disney princess story. Like, what is that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I think where my edges are, are if I grow, will I lose my time? Will I lose my freedom? Like that's a big thing for me. Will I be able to hold a container in the way I want to hold a container for more people? What does scaling look like for me? So I'm not going to really go there too much. I just want to rinse and repeat. I want to be present with where I'm at right now, serve these amazing, uh, amazing women in an amazing way, and then trust that the next iteration will roll out the way it's supposed to. And knowing now with un, like unwavering faith that I am 100% in the driver's seat of my business, mm. right? It's being co-piloted by the universe or whatever. But I can create whatever I want to create now. Mm. There's, there's just so much opened up for me in this, this launch. And that's why it's not about the money for me. Mm. Like to just have everything, all the pieces start to drop into place to have stepped into this next level to but it took it took oh. a, a burning down and it took yeah. a honesty with yourself and that has helped you get into alignment with 
serving at your highest level. And I just feel like when people are in that place, it can't go wrong, really. But you also have put in the years of understanding certain things. You know, you wrote all that copy for that launch. You know, you wrote, you didn't outsource or think someone else had the right words for you or you know, anything like that. It was just like, hey, I want to put this out there and just see what happens and trust yes. that whatever, like you have very little attachment. And I think the attachment is the thing that people can get, can really trip them up in this online business game, especially if we've spent money in order to be able to then make money back and not kind of getting that this is a this is a long-term game. Yeah, like time and tenacity, you can't shortcut that in business. And mm-hmm. people think they can throw together a course and put it out there and they're going to make their millions overnight. You you can't shortcut your way to success. It's going to be whatever it's going to be for you. This has mm-hmm. been my path. This mm-hmm. has been my road. I know for me, there were big lessons around discernment, where I'm spending my money, getting very intentional. What is the thing I need to learn? Learning how to write better copy in a way that it's still me, but will move people to take action, right? Because I had all these stories about sales as manipulative and blah, blah, blah. But then understanding the psychology of sales. So I could write in a way that was very much an integrity, but very strongly calling people in to take responsibility for their stuff yeah. and only being available to work with people yes. who want to take responsibility for their stuff, even if they're terrified of it. Mm. And that was a big part of my work before was I was attracting people to me who weren't ready to truly take ownership of what it takes to transform. And the truth was I wasn't owning my worth and my value, right? So as I've worked on myself, I can show up in a different way and I can call people up to what's possible for them instead of trying to, you know, prove how good I am. So you'll work with me. Mm. I don't try and prove anything now. I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. This is how I do it. Mm. Are you with me or are you not? Because I'm not going to pick you up and carry you. And what role do you think starting your podcast, Full Frontal Living, has played in in you being able to attract the right people, but also show up in the very best way for yourself? My podcast. So that was like a year of procrastinating around it. <laughs> so I'm like, who's going to want to listen to this? Uh, my podcast I get to talk about whatever I want and I'm unapologetic about it. So I get to talk about emotional resiliency. I get to talk about behavior patterns and parenting and body image and all the things, everything that my brand is about. And it can be messy. Like I think one of my podcast episodes, I recorded on vacation while I was barbecuing my chicken. Like I literally <laughs> flipped my chicken, but that's my that's my brand. And I invite high achievers and, you know, ambitious men and women to lean into what's possible when they stop being so hard on themselves. Mm. So, you know, I've been told by so many people that there's, there's no one talking about this, Mm. right? So it's played a profound role in people learning who I am, what's important to me, how I coach, the Mm. things I coach on, they get to know me. So it shortens the gap that know, like, and trust factor that we need in business where for me, it's the easiest thing in my business. Mm -hmm. I'm like you, I just hit the mic and 
hope the right stuff falls out. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to hit publish on this. And I just do it. And I'm, again, not attached to it. I've never been attached to the outcome of that podcast. I just knew that I needed a platform that felt good for me. Mm. Facebook felt draining. Instagram, you know, I'm trying to post once a week on the grid. I'm lucky if I get to once a month. I do (laughs) stories. Like life is full. Life is full. And so it's how can I create, because one of my values is intimacy. Mm. What's more intimate than being plugged into somebody's earbuds every single week and just speaking straight from the heart. I think that's so cool. I'm so grateful that I get to do that. And people actually like listen. Oh yeah, they're listening. Cool. And, and, but I, you know, I do think that we all need, (laughs) she's just spilled water all over herself, Uh, that we do need some sort of a platform for people to connect with us. We just, you know, and without that, we're kind of throwing stuff out. Uh, and and the more authentic and the more from, you know, that real meaningful place it comes from, the honest place it comes from, the easier it is for people to connect because people have a bullshit meter and they know when they're just being I don't know. I want to engage with real stuff. And I think a lot of people out there do. And I think the, especially, you know, in the business world, you can be taught, like you're going against the grain of choose one thing, ride that thing, uh, niche down, repeat, repeat, repeat the same. And you're like, no, I like talking about lots of different things. And, and I feel exactly the same. And it's actually working for you. Funny that because it's, it's feeling right. It's it's terrifying to be unapologetically ourselves, oh, right? Who, who wants that, right? Like we, it, it's every single time I catch my breath and just like, just put all of you out there, Lisa, and see what happens. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people are going to love it. Sometimes I'm going to say things that rub people the wrong way. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm going to crack open their heart. I don't know. And it's it's not my place to know. I'm responsible for me and staying in integrity with me and following my own path, whatever that looks like so much. Wow. I said we were going to do this for half an hour. We've got to get on another training call and it's been almost half an hour. What I got mostly from that conversation and what I want everybody to to be able to hear is that it's not necessarily like, You get to a point where you have to be more honest, like radically honest with yourself about what is working and what is not working for you and where you need to do your own personal work in your business. And for you, it was very much around money and also believing someone else had the formula for you for business success. And, I, you know, if people here might not know, but you've been an entrepreneur for a really long time. You had your own... Two decades. Yeah. Like you have run successful in real life businesses and yet the online business world brought you to your knees and made you actually feel really insecure in in what you were capable of and your ability to attract clients. I never questioned myself when I had a brick and mortar business. And then I came online, it was like the wild west because everybody knows how you should be running your business. So I stopped 
listening and trusting, and trusting myself. And, you know, when I look at my values, and I think this is important for all entrepreneurs, when you know your values and you make all your business decisions based on your values, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, intimacy, connection, integrity. So I don't want to step over the fact that part of the reason why my business has grown is because of the relationships, the genuine relationships that I've cultivated. Mm-hmm. I share people with my community. They share me with theirs. Those are important to me, but they're part of my values. And when I really leaned in and trusted, if I make decisions from that place, yeah. everything is just going to work out. Mm. That, that was a really big part of it. So, And it takes being brave. Because it's it's harder to believe in ourselves than it is to believe in the experts. Well, I remember first talking to you when we first connected. I'm like, here's this woman who's running this like huge business and big company and she's doing all this cool stuff. And I'm just this coach over here. But I reached out because I knew that, you know, there's a big backstory behind this, but it was a real, it was like the universe saying, this is what you've been asking for show up because I had always looked for an opportunity where I could give back because of something that had happened in my life. And I think I told you that, 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 you know, that it was important to me to do that. There was no, like, I didn't go into it going, what can Lisa do for me? It was never, ever about that. Mm. And it's the friendship that we have formed, the camaraderie that we have, if I like, if nothing had come out of that, other than that, that's the only thing that I care about. Mm. Right. Like, so when you get out of your head about how to grow your business and you really just sink into what are my values? How can I show up as my best self, unedited, Mm. totally authentic? I know that's a buzzword and really take the time to learn who you are without all the crapola. Um, that's when things really start to change. And I didn't get that before. Like when people would say, your energy is out of alignment. I'm like, what does that even mean? I love what I do. What are you talking about? What do you mean I'm out of alignment? Now I can look back and see that, you know, I was the problem because of the stories I was caring about, money, success, other people, you know, how I should be showing up, what I should be doing, the formulas I should be following. When I had the courage to let it all go and, like I said, say no to even mentors that I highly respect and say, no, I'm going to do it this way. I made my word of the year for 2019 quiet, right? Like just I my, my, I committed to turning off the noise, mm-hmm. staying open, curious. What do I need to learn? Copywriting would be good. Let's learn. Let's focus on that. How can I write better copy? How can I practice the things in my business I need to practice? How can I be an amazing steward of my money? Mm. How can I get to this place where I trust myself with my money? Mm. Because in order to receive more, you have to trust yourself with your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. So to get to that place, all the things and that's, yeah, everything has just kind of fallen into place now. And I love it. It's so so much freedom like that I get to love my business again. And I was at the point when I really burnt it down. I was starting to hate my business. I was starting to resent it. Mm. Like who wants who wants to be in a relationship with something that you resent? Mm. It's not good energy. It's not no. good juju to bring to the party. It's not. And but it was um it was a brave thing to say, I know all of you guys are about scale and uh one to many because I can make more money that way. But you were like, 
Nope. One-on-one work is what lights me up. So right now I'm going to do what lights me up. And, but that's, it goes against the, you know. And here's the thing, you can make great money, excuse me, working one-to-one. Right. A lot of people shut that down to be able to do the other work. And it actually takes a long time to be able to scale that in profitable ways. If you do one-to-one correctly, it will provide a very great revenue base that Mm -hmm. you can then take to invest in your business Mm -hmm. to grow your business. And I was committed to how can I grow my business without accruing a whole bunch of debt? Because it's Mm -hmm. important for me that I I still utilize credit Mm -hmm. in business, but how can I utilize it in a, a, a way that feels an integrity without getting myself into debt where I feel like this is this is too much, yeah. right? I want to generate revenue so that I can go and and grow my business. And I want to know that, that that one-to-one is always going to be the base because if I decide, you know, I want to take a month off, I can do that, my one-to-one. And I, I can get that there's stories here for me around scaling and that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm okay being exactly where I am right now. We it's all... You can only ever be where you are right now. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lisa, for sharing all this. I think it's a really great conversation to have I th- that people hear that you have to work through things on a, on a complete, like it's, it's not just about, you know, implementing. There's a lot going on under the surface. There's a lot of stories that we're not aware. Uh, Your business is literally a reflection of what's going on for you internally. Your business is an extension. You're you're not here to grow your business. Your business is here to grow you. And when you flip it around and you can always ask yourself, what's here for me? Where can I stretch and grow? Yeah. The business will grow. There's a mic drop moment, people. Right on. It's not everybody's built for entrepreneurship. Right. It takes a lot of emotional resiliency. You're going to have a lot of face down, tear and tantrum moments where you're like, I hate this. And then you're going to have a lot of moments where you love it. And every successful business out there goes through ups and downs, Mm. right? Like I'm not a huge McDonald's fan, but they've gone through a lot of ups and downs as people start eating healthier. How do we pivot to meet our marketplace, Mm. right? Like this is business. So thinking that business is a straight line from one place to the next place, which is straight up, is naive, Mm. right? So there's a lot more to creating a successful business than just being a really good practitioner of whatever you do. Mm. You have to really be able to take that CEO bird's eye view of everything that's going on and see where you need to grow. Yeah, so much growth. Thanks, Lisa. Mm. Right on. And uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our time in, in Dallas. Yes. It's going to be a lot more conversations. should just leave the mic on. This is like one big long podcast episode. (laughs) Have some fun. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. 
be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacorduff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you lisacorduff.com for your free cheat sheet. And I'll see you in the next episode.